You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Who, who, who? Twas the week before our break. To another year we say goodbye. The barnyard buzzers are resting, charging in the manger nearby. Trivial pursuit cards are stacked by the chimney with care. Get ready, friends. Our holiday clips show is here. Chrysalids in chrysalis crisscrossing through chrysanthemums while crystallizing crispies about chrysums and crisp breads. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 264, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your holiday honeys hoping for some hoppin' hot sauce and holla. I'm Colin. And I'm Chris. Today is our penultimate episode before next week's season finale and today is a special ding 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 a <laughs> very special holiday <laughs> greetings to you all from good job brain wow it's a special holiday gift to you a clip show because we're all too busy with the holidays <laughs> we have curated the best and the funniest and the most trivia-est holiday-related clips, segments, and quizzes from the past library of, I don't know, 260 episodes. I know people are kind of like roll their eyes at clip shows, but we've been doing this for a really long time. Sometimes yes. we, we should bubble up and curate and have these kind of like themed anthologies to bring back things that we even forgot that we talked about. It's a um, present to us as well, yeah. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Of course, we're going to do a, a fresh one, so oh, grab yeah. your barnyard buzzers. I got a random card here. Let's hope it's let's hope it's one of those Christmas ones. It's <laughs> yeah. not. It's a Christmas it. miracle. <laughs> it is not. It is not a miracle because it's not the Christmas one. This is Forte. I love Forte. Here we okay, go. Here we go. All right. All right. Give me that soaps question. <laughs> here, here we go. Yep. What thirties crooner? <laughs> oh, oh, crooner. That would be okay. better. That would be yeah. better. That would All be right. gettable. Yeah. Okay, uh, blue witch okay. for soaps. Soaps. <laughs> Which soap opera star <laughs> has worked as a movie stuntman and has doubled for Billy D. Williams? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Lando Calrissian himself. <laughs> wow. Again, right. uh, which soap opera star has worked as a movie stuntman and has doubled for Billy D. Williams? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we do have what? our theme because what is Billy D. Williams' full legal name, guys? You know this. It is William, William. December Williams. Yes, it no. is. Yes, it is. Chris, when this was in the show, I know, William, but I don't remember time the December the show. Williams. Oh, oh we God. had our Christmas miracle. There snuck it is. A, snuck a December it, in there. Uh, I'm clearly stalling anyway. because I have no idea. Um, it is Eddie Earl Hatch. Eddie Earl Hatch. All right. Eddie Earl Hatch. Well, However, it also says parentheses Tucker Foster. So I don't what? Know. <laughs> oh, maybe is that a character name? name? Character yeah. On the show? yeah, probably. Oh, I see. Not right. like his yeah, right. SAG yeah. name Any versus Earl real Hatch. name. Doubling yeah. for Billy D. Williams. Okay. 
All right. All right. Pink wish for cartoons. Okay. Pink wish for cartoons. <laughs> Where did Rocket Robin Hood and his merry men live? Rocket Robin Hood? Yes. And Rocket his merry Robin men? Hood. Yes. Oh. Um. Um. Sherwood be- Planet? Yeah, Sherwood Planet. Be, yeah, that's good. Yes. That's good. I like Come it. On. I like it. I like it. Or- that's better than the actual answer, uh. which is... The solar-powered asteroid Sherwood Forest. Oh, oh man, that's not even a joke. God, there's not it's even not. a terrible pun. But I was, yeah. I was sort of onto it. That's yes. way better than <laughs> Starwood Forest, or even asteroid. something. Come on, Sherwood Forest. Okay, Whew. we we can do it. We can do it. Yellow edge for space. There's a whole category dedicated to space uh, on Forte. <laughs> How fast is warp one? Call it uh, the speed of light. Correct. Oh, it is the okay. speed right. of light. Okay. Parentheses Tucker Foster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Brown okay. wedge All right. for brown right. wedge for pears. <laughs> Who starred as Grandpa and Grandma Walton? Oh, wait. We have to name them both. Yes. Oh, well, that stinks because I don't know either of them. What What is this referring? The, to? the Waltons. Yeah. Is that a show? It, it was. A show. It was a yep. very popular okay. show yep. in the, the, I mean, 70s. Um, yeah. Can you even name any? I don't. I don't. It, it is. It, I, if you said it, I might recognize okay. yeah. one of them, it. but there's no way. Will Greer. Uh-huh. Mm, and Ellen Corby. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. 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 All right. Uh, someone out there listening to the show knew that, and I salute you. Oh, yeah. I yeah. wish you were here. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't even name a character on the show, The Waltons. <laughs> I, can, I, I can name John Boy. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I can I can name two. Grandma <laughs> and Grandpa. Grandpa. And now, apparently, that's, John that's Boy. That's their first names, yeah. <laughs> yep. Green Wedge for ads. Where is the quote Valley of the Jolly Green Giant? What a, okay. uh, it is on the solar powered asteroid <laughs> Green Bean. Hmm. Is it a real place? <laughs> it is. It is a real place. Okay. You're Cali- never gonna get it. Oh, California. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know if it's the canning plant or uh, where they're right. growing the beans or their head corporate HQ is. It is Lasore, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. No, I mean, I, I, I that 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 might be in there because I've heard of like the Lasore peas. My, I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. That's something to grab onto. Maybe this is like this is harder than Chris's hard quiz from last episode. Yeah, yeah. It's like, geez. All right, all right. Woo, hoo, hoo. Last question. Uh, Orange wedge for fair play. <laughs> Who was the one thousand seven hundred eighty third celebrity to be honored in Hollywood's Walk of Fame? What? How, what? <laughs> Just pull it out of nowhere. The one thousand. 000- 873rd? 783rd. Seven, oh, 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 783. So 1783. One, <laughs> celebrity. Who was the 1783rd celebrity to be honored in Hollywood's Walk of Fame? Gosh. It, like, if this were a good question, 
the number must clue into right, something. Right. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric Top. Let's see. I, I don't know. It's. I feel like it's either going to be some legendary name. I mean, I guess they got to be a legend by definition. But um. But then it wouldn't. Is yeah. Chuck Connors. Oh my god. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so the Rifleman. Yes. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, yeah. You got that. I, I got know. That. I know who Chuck Connors is. That's just such a random answer. There's no. Whoa! What's the connection? What an interesting man. Okay, okay. <laughs> he is he is one of only thirteen athletes in the history of American professional sports to have played in both Major League Baseball and NBA mm. and National Bas- Basketball Association. Oh, I forgot that. So we about hear him. we hear yeah. baseball and football. Yeah, yeah. But not baseball and basketball, other than Michael Jordan. <laughs> so what? Why? Why? Yeah. Why, what a strange question. It's just kind of a so what. And it's like, okay. That is, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's you know, the other thing, these for most of these questions, you know, at the time, this is something that you would have seen on TV mm. a lot. You know what I mean? That, you know, the, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, I just saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <sighs> Good job, brains. Ho, 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 is, ho, ho. It, it just shows you how trivia is. Trivia is just like uh, comedy. That it's like, it's, it's tied <laughs> To a, a certain yes, time yeah. and place, and the further away from it you get, but that's you know that's also why when they show like this is a test that kids in the 1800s had to take <laughs> right, to right, third grade. <laughs> We're just so separated from that that we've we've just moved on from having that stuff be common knowledge or even things that are, are even taught to children. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So let's bring on the holiday cheer. Take us away, Trivia Santa. Twas the night before Christmas. Pop quizzes await. For the true Christmas nerds with knowledge so great. Not your usual questions. Oh no, my friends. These queries dig deep where true experts wend. Like, if you are a Christmas file, like, this is for you. Inside Some, Christmas baseball. Yeah, yeah. Inside Christmas baseball. Wow. All right. Get ready for these questions. I mean, I'm just thinking, if you have to generate enough questions for a whole game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be deep. Yeah. Yeah, deep, deep cuts. Deep. All right. Yeah, everybody get your okay. barnyard buzzers ready. Here we go. Oh, man. All right. All right. <laughs> Maybe we can do I don't know. Okay. Category is Christmas carols. Okay. okay. All right. In Good King... Wenceslaus. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Wenceslaus. <laughs> okay. uh-huh. What did the monarch looked out on? Wow. Oh. He, he looked yeah, it's, up. Uh, Colin. It's okay. a good king, Wenceslaus, looked, looked out, out on the feast of even? Eden? Stephen. Stephen. On the feast of Stephen. Yes. Okay. yes. I was running through the lyrics. Okay. Is that a, how do you sing that song? Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. Okay. All the snow lay round about. <laughs> All right. Even. Even. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Then nobody knows yeah. the rest. Okay. Yeah. So let's just forget about yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next category. Good job. Stocking stuffers. <laughs> Who wrote the Christmas murder mystery <gasps> Star Bright, A Christmas Story? Oh. Is it, is is it with a question, question mark at the end? At oh, the no, question the... mark oh, okay. is for the question. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> you can read anything on the uh, Murder mystery, Star Bright, A Christmas Story. Wow. Uh, Chris. Agatha Christie. Incorrect. Oh. 
Colin. Uh, Ellery Queen. Incorrect. Chris again. Agatha Chris Muss. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. No, it is Andrew M. Greeley. Well, okay. Mm. All right. Good for him. Yeah. Right. Deep, deep cut. <laughs> All right. Uh, next category. Holiday traditions. Who is credited with the 1903 creation of Christmas seals? Oh, Christmas seals. I don't know if it's oh, arf arf seals or, or like a wax. Like a sticker. Could this be the president at the time? I think it, that's who I think it was. Okay. I think it was, was the, the first oh, president oh, of the... McKinley was right around the turn of the century. 1903. Oh, wait. No, or am I thinking of uh, March of Dimes? Yeah, they have Christmas seals. All right, we got to gotta come up with something here. 1903. McKinley? McKinley. Incorrect. Oh. It what? is... Danish postmaster oh my God. Einar Holbel. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. All right. So who do you play this game with? <laughs> this is for. Is this for children? This is for you know. The, the, this is for the real serious Christmas geeks. Yeah. Know? This is the it's best edition. I mean, the, yeah. at, at least one existed in order to make this game. Right. <laughs> so, like, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, next category: Christmas movies. In A Charlie Brown Christmas, what does Lucy want for Christmas? Mm. Wow, Chris. Real estate. Correct. Thank you. Nice. Okay. She's, she's savvy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, last category, North Pole. Mm. What were Donner and Blixen's name in the 1823 publication of A Visit from St. Nicholas? <laughs> Colin. I'm going to guess Donner and Blitzen. The original or Dunder and Blitzen? You got Dunder right. So okay. it's not Mifflin. Donner. It's D- Dunder. <laughs> Dunder, Dunder and Mifflin. No, it is. Yeah, it's Dunder and. It's not Blixen. Blixen or Blitzen? No, Blixen. She, she was asking about Blixen. No, it, Blixen. Oh wait. It is. So yeah. What were Donner and Blixen's name? Yeah. In the original. Okay. So in the original, it's Dunder uh-huh. and Blixem. Oh. Blixem. With an M. Oh. Okay. Dunder Blixem. Blixem. Dunder. Dunder and Mifflin. Do you guys want to do another one since it's Christmas time? <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. I mean, they're not that fun, but yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Sure. yeah, why not? Okay. Christmas carols. In the 12 days of Christmas. What did my true love send to me on the 8th day? Wow. Yeah. Uh, you eight, buzz first, and yeah. then you, that's what he always no, does. Well, yeah, because you yeah. Know, I know I'm going to get this. I was just yeah. like, so. it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, eight mm-hmm. maids of milking. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Stocking stuffers. Who wrote the, the? How? Why are there so many Christmas murder mystery? All right. Who wrote the Christmas murder mystery? Cat in the Golden Garland. Colin Ellery Queen. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> None of the names. Oh, we oh okay. Uh. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle? No, it um, is Carol Nelson Douglas. Okay. Who are these people? He just went to like half price books and like looked Lots at all the Christmas. Christmas I, bet, I bet whoever created this game has like a, a murder mystery it. collection. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. Christmas yeah. themes. We're, we're working on a tight deadline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, holiday traditions in Norway. When are church bells rung to welcome the spirit of Christmas? Hmm. Wait. In on when? what day oh, and on what, what time? Oh, what day and what time? And where? where? Spirit in of Norway. Christmas. Uh, Welcome. December 24th at midnight, or midnight between the 24th and 25th. Uh, it is on Christmas Eve, so uh, it is oh. December 24th. You have to guess the time. Oh, oh, like guess the time. oh, okay. oh but it's not midnight. It's okay. not midnight. Okay. Okay. Noon. No, it is 5 p.m. Oh, great. Well, we would have got it eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe yeah. we would have. If we like, yeah. didn't go into the minutes. It's like that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Christmas movies. What do all the murder victims? What in- is up <laughs> with this dude and what? Christmas murders? <laughs> what do all the murder victims in Don't Open Till Christmas have in common? What do all the? <laughs> Did, did you put? I didn't buzz. Oh. I just like flinged my <laughs> buzzer. The, Colin, I'm gonna guess uh, they were all Santa Clauses. They were all wearing Santa suits. Oh yeah. wow! Nice. Okay, I was gonna guess like the murderer like like stuffed candy canes in the victim's nostrils. Oh, that's as, a, that's... as a macabre uh, and festive calling card. Like, but like, a, the... like a moth, but, right. but a candy cane. Right, right, yeah. right. Oh, that's actually not bad. All right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, last question: North okay. Pole. From a time in England, Father Christmas delivered presents riding what? Riding? Riding. Riding on a? Oh, Oh, yeah. What animal did he? Chris. Thestral. No. Oh. Uh, No. no. Hippogriff. Yeah. Uh, Was it a bear? Nope. A horse. Uh, Nope. It is a white donkey. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's... I feel like that. Could, I could I've feel seen like a picture of that. that yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Are all donkey? No, donkeys are not white, right? That's why it's magical. Oh, oh, that's, yeah. oh it's a magical Special. white donkey. Right. Got right, it. Right. It's like shadow facts. <laughs> shadow donkey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. Go, white donkey. <laughs> you know, you know, Deliver these there. presents for me. I in those days, he only had to get. He doesn't have the team of eight reindeer. He has the one donkey because he only has to circumnavigate like England. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Confined to a very small area. Yeah. It's not all over the yeah. world. Yeah. He's <laughs> got a solid ground game. That's, yeah. yeah. All right. Good job, Reigns. Uh, good job on our, our Christmas pop quiz. Oof. That was pretty hard. A lot of people that died. That was tough. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah, yeah. Lots of murders. <laughs> really high body count on that quiz. Yeah. Um, you know the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas? Yes. yes. Right. So what is the the twelfth and last day of Christmas? Oh. Uh, is it Christmas Day? No, I don't think it is. I think it continues into the new year. Yeah, like, that was see, one. Like I remember at my house, like my mom went kind of tongue in cheek, be like, "Oh, we don't need to take the Christmas tree down." Oh, right. No, yeah, your your mom was actually um, correct. She's um, actually correct. She's <laughs> actually correct. Um, that you can keep going because people celebrated Christmas starting on Christmas Day and then oh. into the new year. Mm. So I did not know this. I always thought the twelve days of Christmas started like twelve days prior to Christmas yeah, Day. Yeah, counting down they, to Christmas, and day. they were just getting a, a head start or whatever <laughs> the 12th day traditionally was january 6th hmm. that supposedly was was like the day that G- i think that jesus met the wise men you know like he was born and then a few days later Something it was, like that. it's called it's the day of the epiphany okay. it's like the day that christians were awoken to the fact that jesus was the son of god that that sort of thing so are you supposed <clears> to do something on the actual 12th day like a like a special celebration or a meal or yeah well there's oh. a, there's a shakespeare play about it the 12th night 12th night oh. And that's the that's the night of January fifth before twelfth day or January sixth. What do you and do? And so they have like twelve. I don't know. You probably eat a bunch of food and get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like every holiday, yeah, like, like whatever. Yeah. Lords are leaping. But that's no, yeah, exactly. Everywhere. There's twelve. What is it? Twelve. Uh, is oh, it twelve drummers? Is it twelve? Ten lords, lords are leaping. Nine ladies dancing. Oh, what is it? Twelve. Karen's furiously looking it up right now. Oh jeez, <laughs> we're so okay. embarrassed. 
<laughs> oh, drummers drumming. Is it drummers yeah, drumming? Drummer. Okay. Okay. Eleven ladies dancing? No, nine, nine ladies nine. dancing. What is it? Piper's Piper's piping. Piper. Oh, okay. 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 I knew the Pipers were in there somewhere. They're there somewhere. Yeah. So it takes a while before you get to the drummers. Right. You got the right. Pipers, and then you have the drums, and now it's a real party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Well, you got the yeah the, the bass that, section, yeah. the but then rhythm you, section. You get all these rando birds come in. Tons of birds. Well, they've yeah. been there well, the whole so, time. So interesting part about the birds too that I found out while I was looking at 12 Days of Christmas. It's actually not for calling birds, which is what everybody sings. Uh-huh. It's it w- Originally it was for collie birds. Oh. C-O-L-L-Y. And a collie bird, collie is an old English word for or calling. an old word. No, it's just not for calling. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's for calling birds. No, it's an old word meaning black. So it's just blackbirds. And then because the word fell out of favor, people kept singing it. They thought, oh, it must be calling, like, you know, bird calls. They're just singing about regular blackbirds that make no noise. Or go like, (laughs) But hold your excitement, for there's something quite stark. For midwinter festivities, the secret ingredient is shark. Ha Carl will wake you up. It's a fermented affair. It made Gordon Ramsay puke, so try it if you dare. So, Dana, you had mentioned earlier uh, lutefisk, which is the uh, Scandinavian fish covered in lye and and sort of semi-fermented. I have a sort of related dish that I would like to talk about that's even one step beyond that in terms of craziness. This is the traditional Icelandic dish of hakarl. Hot Carl. H A K A R L. Hot Carl. Which is essentially fermented shark. But the process is a little nuts. So, Hot Carl is made with the Greenland shark. And the way you make the dish is you, well, you catch the Greenland shark first. So it, is, <laughs> it assumes you have a Greenland okay, shark. It seems like that's the hardest part. Step one. Step one acquire Greenland shark. Take the shark, you, you gut it, you clean it, cut off the head. You bury it in a hole in the ground, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. cover it up with dirt, and then you wait two to three months while it decomposes and Uh putrefies. You come back, you dig it up, you take what's now sort of a, uh, the remains of the putrefied shark meat. Mm -hmm. Uh All the liquids, all the liquids would have drained off into this time and have been absorbed Uh into the soil. You hang it up, you let it dry, okay. and after it's dried, it, it sort of has this brownish rind on it. You cut off the rind, you chop it up into cubes, and then you eat it. And that's hakarl. Now, here's where it gets weird. This is reported to be... This it gets is, weird from now. This is Yeah, that was the normal part. Okay. That was the normal part of this dish. It's reputed to be the worst smelling food on the planet. Oh, oh okay. I bet. We've talked about durian. We've talked about lutefisk. This dish may actually take the cake for the most foul presentation. And part of the reason it's so foul has to do with the shark itself. So... Greenland shark on its own is poisonous. If you eat it fresh, it would kill you because it has ridiculously high concentrations of urea, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah, the, it's what gives urine the ammonia smell. When it, when it combines with water, it, urea turns into ammonia smell. A compound called TMAO, which is basically what breaks down into the rotting fish smell. Huh. Like when fish goes bad, you're smelling TMAO that has converted. So the, the Greenland shark is high in both of these. So you can't eat it right away. Like there are is that if you eat it fresh, you can vomit blood. So what the fermentation does is it breaks down these compounds to make them safer to eat. When you eat it, it smells like urine. So 
Here's a question. Yes. Why even eat it at all? Why even eat it at all? Why? Well, you know, there are a number of theories that range from this is just a joke to be played on foreigners when they come to Iceland. Uh, and, like, uh, I could see getting as far as burying the shark so you never have to think about it again. <laughs> it's the part three months later where somebody's like, hey, Ivan, you remember that shark we buried? Do you want to dig it up and hang it in the garage just for whatever? <laughs> this is a traditional dish really associated with a midwinter festival in Iceland called the Thorsablad named after Thor. So there is just a bevy of awesome, awesome quotes about Hakarl. And this dish actually has the distinction of it's got the golden trio of uh, celebrity chefs. Anthony Bourdain has covered it on his show. Andrew Zimmern. Andrew Zimmern has uh. covered it on his show. Gordon Ramsay oh. tried to eat it. Uh, Gordon Ramsay famously spit it back up, vomited it. Oh. Even he couldn't keep it down. Anthony Bourdain said it is, quote, the single worst, most disgusting, and terrible tasting thing he's ever eaten. And Anthony Bourdain has eaten a lot of things. Here's some quotes from other people. It's a little like a tuna fish sandwich that's been sitting on the bottom of your lunch bag for three weeks. It resembles a tramp sock soaked in urine. It tastes like someone pooped in your mouth after a bender. Yuck. Um, and every guide I've read, you know, is like, if you're going to go try this for the first time, it warns you. Be prepared to vomit. Be prepared to oh. drink heavily. Just know what you're getting yourself into. The pee you can chew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the lights may sparkle, a festive display, but danger lurks if precautions sway. So gather round. Let's talk safety tonight for a joyful holiday. All merry and bright. Yes, it is the holiday season. Woo! And that means that uh, I have, I have, you know, I just wanted to talk about a gift that you should not give to yourself and that you should not <laughs> give to other people. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, it is, the, yeah, so uh, it's the holiday season. That means that, um, you know, all around America, hardware stores are going to start hanging up some festive holiday signage. Um, the typical holiday sign that they're going to hang up at, you know, uh, Home Depot or Ace Hardware as a little illustration of a product that people typically want to buy during the holiday season. And, and below that product, that image, that illustration is usually written something that goes a little bit like this. These are not made. These should never be made. We will not make them. We will not help you make one. <laughs> okay, well, what? this sign seems to mean business. What is this product? Why are people asking for it? It is, put simply, if you can if you can picture this in your head, a male-to-male power cord. Both oh. both ends of the Wait, cable. Like two plugs? Yeah, like both yeah. ends of the cable are a plug that you plug into the wall, and the other end <laughs> is another plug that you plug into the wall. And yeah, you cannot buy this at hardware stores. Um, but uh, I recently discovered, actually around this time last year, that these signs showing one of these saying, get out of here if you want one of these, um, go up every holiday season because there is a big surge <coughs> in interest uh, for them <laughs> um, around this time. And why is that? Uh, well, typically this is what happens. 
you, like Clark Griswold, go up onto the roof of your home and you hang about 500 feet of Christmas lights up there and Uh Santa and the reindeer and everything. Then once that's all, you know, stapled in and secure and, you know, it's not going anywhere and it's really fixed to your roof, you climb down the, you know, ladder that's kind of like precariously leaning up against the side of your house with like one foot in like a hole. (laughs) And you're finally done, right? You've been up on your literal roof this whole time, like risking your life and uh you go over you're gonna plug the strand of light into the outlet and light the pole place up and you look down at your hand and and you're holding the female end of the cord <laughs> the holes and end. The, and the, po- the, the the holes end of the cords and the male end is somewhere up near your chimney like stapled up <laughs> you put them in backwards oh they yeah, do it wrong that people oh, yeah. will do it backwards no. accidentally and so at this point if you don't really know that much about electricity you think oh sure no problem i just need an adapter you know <laughs> just like you need usb to usb micro whatever no, yeah, no i just need okay, an adapter right, right. Buy, you know a dongle. a dongle i just need a dongle that plugs in the male end and goes in here and then i'll plug the male end into my wall and then bing bang boom i got my adapter <laughs> Um, problem solved. Actually, no. Uh, for like many reasons. So, so I'm talking about this, by the way, because I think as some of you guys may have seen, I actually tweeted about this last year in 2020. Um, on Twitter, I, I showed some examples of these signs because there were, I could find many of them. So I showed like four examples of these. (laughs) We don't make this sign. And the tweet like kind of went viral that year and then this year with me doing nothing it came back again you know like it just seems like every holiday season this tweet is going to come back on me because people are very interested in you know in this and the fact that this sort of just happens oh i just thought to myself you know what let me let me bring this on to the show because i plugged the show under the tweet plugged the show that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to promote your soundcloud right when the tweet goes viral um, and i'm like oh i should actually talk about this on good job brain now i learned something interesting before we go into too much detail here i learned something interesting in the replies to this tweet which is that christmas lights do not necessarily work in other countries the way that they that we do them in america because oh. people were actually very confused they're like what do you mean the the female end of the christmas lights um if you're a non-american listening to the show right now and you're a little confused about this yes our strands of lights that you buy and you put on your house and stuff like that, or even that you put on your Christmas tree, Christmas lights generally have a male plug at one end that you plug into the wall and yeah. a female plug at the other end. Um, yeah. And we can daisy chain our strands of lights together to cover our gigantic American houses. Now you, you might think, <laughs> gee, isn't that, isn't that like dangerous? Like, won't that like overload the circuit if you do it too many times? Um, and the answer is no, because what a lot of people don't know uh, is that each of those strands of lights actually has a fuse in it at the female end. Right, there are fuses right. in the strands. So if something were to get overloaded, that you wouldn't overload the whole thing and cause a big fire. Oh. The, the fuse would blow. So with that in mind, now we get to, well, why can't Ace Hardware sell me, you know, a, uh, a male-to-male power cord? Well, the first danger here is basic electrical safety, because the reason the plugs are designed as they are is that the electricity is deep inside your wall, not out. That's why there's no plug sticking out from outside your wall and you plug them <laughs> to the other end. The electricity is cool. in there, so you put the prongs inside in there. and then it meets the electricity versus it just being out. You plug this, you you plug one of these things in, and now the electricity is all outside of the wall, and it's just 
yeah. just open and exposed. Because people ask this question on Twitter. It's like, why is this dangerous? It's like, imagine if you had a taser, but it was floppy and always on. and <laughs> Yeah. At ankle height in your living room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is why this is why some people very morbidly call this cable a suicide cable. It's super dangerous. And back to the Christmas lights. Now, okay, so let's say that you were really super careful. You still shouldn't do this. If you were really super careful and you plug the, you know, into your Christmas lights and plug it into the wall, well, you've now kind of lost the protection of all those chains of fuses because the fuses are at the uh, wrong end, end of the whole thing. Mm. And so you don't, you just, all you want to do is, it's like, this is what some of these signs are like, if you need this adapter, you put your lights up wrong. You don't need this adapter. It doesn't exist. <laughs> what you need is a big extension cord. For mm-hmm. the other end. Or you yeah. need to restring your Christmas lights. But you, but you, if you want to get a big extension cord and do that, do it that way, you can do that. So <laughs> some of the replies to this tweet said something to the effect of, oh, well, I actually do use one of those because that's how I plug my generator into the Mm. house's electrical system. You know, if you have a portable backup, you know, generator, you can plug it into your home using one of those cables. And I'm sure there's a lot of them actually out there being used for that purpose. You know, you have a generator, (laughs) you plug one end in, you plug one end into an outlet in your house and it quote unquote backfeeds, it backfeeds the electricity backwards into your house instead of it coming from the power line you're putting the electricity into your house into your house yes so you can do that it's illegal everywhere in the united states you (laughs) can do it and the reason i mean one of the reasons why is because if somebody is let's say the power goes down right okay i'll plug my generator into the wall and start sending electricity through my house that way now uh the power line guy comes to that goes up in the power lines well the power lines are dead so he's gonna fix it oh oops you're sending electricity <laughs> through because it's leaving your house and going to the power lines oh also. God. Now you zap that guy and he dies. Yikes. So, but people are like, oh, well, you know, then I'll just, I'll shut off the, you know, the, the main breaker. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, I guess <laughs> if you do that, but it's like, then you have to, you know, make sure you do. That. So there is a way to have a backup generator for your home, but like it involves like what's called a transfer switch, which, which mm-hmm. takes away all of these, you know, sort of uncertainties and dangers, dangers and things like that. Yeah. And so the thing is you can go. If you go to Amazon, you can buy a mail-to-mail power cord. <gasps> oh my god! I would not. I thought it. you said places don't make them. You so responsible places do not make them, but <laughs> yeah. there are sellers on Amazon that will sell you a lot of stuff that um, you can't buy in a store. I looked at all the reviews for it. The first review for the first <laughs> one that I saw, five out of five stars. Good for pools. I plug <gasps> one end into my home outlet and I put the other end into my pool to kill all the frogs. <laughs> oh god! Did you kill all the frogs. <laughs> so- <laughs> Oh my god! Um, the yes, so the holidays bring a bounty of gifts. Let's make sure that one of them yeah. is not a suicide cord. Also, important PSA: uh, there were so many people who responded to this tweet who were like, "Ah, uh, yeah, I worked at a hardware store and I constantly had to deal with people like yelling at me, telling me that these <gasps> did exist and that they just know more than me." And I'm like, "It <laughs> could kill you," and they're like, "No, no, no, not me." You know, it's like, "Yeah, right. yes, you." <laughs> I'm the electron charmer. I know what I'm right, doing. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Precisely. God. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so now I'm curious, Chris, you alluded to this. So I, w- have other countries solved this problem oh, in, sure. a, in a more sophisticated way than we have? And yes, in a lot of cases, if you do have strands of lights that, that connect together, they just have special proprietary plugs on the other side. So you can only mm. connect them 
to oh. other strands of lights. It's okay. so less yeah. confusing. Or they just don't have them. Yeah. Be careful out there, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, hardware store employees. Keeping <laughs> keeping ourselves safe. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances— I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Gather round, my kin, for this curious show of strange family names from long, long ago. Not just aunt and uncle or cousin or brother, but monikers lost in time, unique like no other. Kind of uh, following up on what Colin said, you lived with your family and your family was very important before. Like it's important now, but before <laughs> well, like everybody super. was up in your grill all the time. <laughs> right. So there were very specific names, other names oh, for oh. members of your family. Yeah. I have a quiz for you guys. Because you were just constantly like, you know, your cousin I mean, might sleep in the same bed with you or whatever. And, right? and yeah. like, you gotta know how, who that yeah. person is. Right. How everybody's related to you is important. Yep. Yep. And... Yep. Uh, so that's a little clue for you. I have yep. a quiz for you right. about family members, specific names of family members. I'll read you the name or the word for this family member, and then you guys will write down your guess at how this person would be related to you. Oh, okay. got it. We're going to try right. to yeah describe it as best we can. Yes. Got it. Okay. First one. Who is your brother uterine? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Right off the right bat. Out of right. the gate. I mean, I wow. decide I want to keep your interest. Try it. Brother, brother uterine. uterine. How do you brother spell that? Brother uterine. Brother hyphen U T E R I N E. Yeah. U- uterine? Yep. Is that like P? Uh, like uterus? uterus? <laughs> Where yes. that came from. Not brother urine. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Chris says twin. Karen says twin brother. Colin says your twin. Um, no, no. Oh. it is your half brother from the same mother. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Because okay. I was like uterus. Yeah, you're in the right. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of meaning condensed in there. Okay, got it. Got okay, it. Got all right. Mm-hmm. I like that. Who is your avuncle? <laughs> Spell it. 
A. Can I have the spelling, please? Sure. Yes. It is A V U N C L E. Wow. What? All right. Um, Chris says great uncle. Karen says dad's brother. Colin says uncle on dad's side. Uh, it's it's your um, mom's brother. Oh. Yes. Inverse. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We were both thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, uncle, yeah. but specified. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. Who is your double cousin? Oh, man. Double cousin. Double cousin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like adding a question mark on all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're weird. They're weird. Uh, Colin says great aunt slash uncle's grandchild. Uh, Karen says step sibling. Chris says child of two blood relatives. Kind of. It is yeah. your It's your full, full cousin. So you share the same set of grandparents as your cousin. Okay. So you're, it's yeah. like some sisters married some brothers. Yeah. And okay. then their children are double cousins. So your actual cousin. Yeah. First your cousin. cousin has the exact same grandparents you have. Got it. Oh. Like a closed, quite yes. closed set. A closed, yeah. closed, closed pairs. Closed, loop, closed yeah. set, yeah. Okay. Two sisters loop. marry two yeah. brothers. Your cousins have this, you have the same Grand your double, right. double cousin because yeah. yeah. from both you're sides so of the family, cousin, you're so cousin you're double cousin <laughs> yeah, you yeah, are yeah. so cousin yeah. okay. that's okay. so cousin yeah Colin stop trying to make cousin happen <laughs> 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 who is your bell sire goodness your bell b-e-l-l B- dash s-i-r-e it's b-e-l-s-i-r-e oh b-e-l yeah S- oh so just one word mm-hmm bell one word b-e-l-s-i-r-e wow bell sire these words are out, you know, they're obscure, outdated words. Yeah. All right. Colin says your mother's father. Karen says aunt and uncle. Married. Mar- married. Like Mar- a pair, okay. not, not. And Chris says your mom's new husband. <laughs> <laughs> it is your grandfather. So ah. It's your mother's or your father's father. So I, like, I over-specified. <laughs> it's like Belle is great or grand. Oh, okay. Or okay. And then Sire. Of course. These are great words. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kicking our blood. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> what about um, your eld mother? E-L-D-M-O-T-H-E-R. Colin says grandmother on your mom's side. Oh. Karen says grandmother on your dad's side, and Chris says your mom's mom. It is. <laughs> that's, that's more of a, yeah. it, you know, escalating the insult. Yeah. You know, your mom's mom. Double dare you. It is your mother-in-law. Your Oh, eld mother. Yeah. Ooh, okay. We probably don't want to say that to her face, though. Yeah. Right. Because it, it kind of sounds old. like old mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Still oh, hanging in there, okay. old mother? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, old mother, so great to see you. Stop like, calling me that. Uh, it's very, yeah, it's very, like, I do not enjoy evil this name. S- yep. Fairy tale stereotype. It does sound very, yeah, very Cinderella-ish. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Who are your nibblings? <laughs> <laughs> are you nibblings? Your nibblings? Nibblings. Yes. N-I-B-L-I-N-G-S? Yes. Okay. <laughs> They're not the corn left on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> your nibblings. N- nibblings. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> Everybody says nieces and nephews. They are your nieces and nephews. Yes! All right. Good Good job. Yeah! Oh, I almost want to end on a high note, but there are a couple, there are two more that are good. <laughs> well, there's more. <laughs> there are two more that I, I enjoy. <laughs> so I like, so siblings and nibblings. nibblings yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know why that's so pleasing to say. Yeah, it's nibblings. really fun. I don't know why we stopped saying that one. Yeah. It's good. Yes. 
Who is your Benjamin? Oh. oh. Whoa. Your Benjamin. Yeah. Hmm. Like Benjamin Franklin, mm-hmm. like Benjamin. Franklin. With a capital B. Yep. Your Benjamin. If you know about the Bible, this that helps. Mm-hmm. It is a biblical reference. Oh. But it describes a very specific family member. Chris looks pretty oh, confident. Oh, I know. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah, I think I got this. Thanks, musical. Oh, okay. All right. Colin says older brother. Karen says youngest son. Chris says your hundredth kid. It's your youngest son. Yes. <laughs> and if you only had a hundred kids, then it is your hundredth kid. If you had a hundred and one, that's not right. Okay. You don't have Joseph and the amazing yeah, yeah, color yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't have gotten to there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of last question. It's a double question. If something was described as an agnet or a cognate, which one's mother's side, which one's father's side, basically? Ooh. Cognate and agnet. Cognate, yeah. I, I mean... Cognate. I just know that, like, agnes Co- is more... Agnet, mom, cognate, dad. I agree with Karen. Yeah, I'm going to say agnet, mom, cognate, dad. Flipped. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to start trying to use as many of those as I can. Definitely. You should. Hey, nibblings. nibblings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For decades on end, under trees and in stores, Barbie has been a top gift that children adore. But the doll's history can be pretty dramatic when her accessories prove to be quite problematic. I have assembled for you two a quiz all about Barbie and Barbie accessories. I see, I see. Now, this is not just about Barbie accessories, but I've got a special emphasis on oh misfires and recalls oh. and other assorted Barbie uh, universe controversies. <laughs> this will be a write down quiz. Uh, there will be points awarded on every question, uh, starting with the correct answer and then to most correct. Uh, and then if neither of you are particularly close, I will award a point to my favorite answer. It is anybody's game here. Here we go. Spanning the years, the decades. Barbie's been around for a very long time. We got, uh, I learned a lot assembling this quiz. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that at the top here. All right, here we go. First question. In 2006, Mattel released the Barbie and Tanner set. The next year, it was recalled from stores after complaints about loose magnets in the accessories for this kit for two points. <laughs> Who or what is Tanner in oh. Barbie and Tanner? <laughs> and what was the magnet powered accessory oh that my caused gosh. all these problems? Interesting. In what year was this? This was 2006. Okay, Barbie and Tanner. Yeah. Who or what is Tanner? And what was the accessory? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Tanner is such an all-purpose name. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It can be anything. It really could. It really could. Were were people, like, swallowing them? Because, like, Mm -hmm. Buckyballs got recalled. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Answers up. Answers up. Karen says uh, oh. Tanner is a dog and the accessory is a dog collar. 
Chris says, ooh, Tanner was a horse, <laughs> oh, and the accessories were good, magnetic Chris. horseshoes. Ooh, It's like Barbie learns how to shoe a horse, you know what I mean? She's pounding <laughs> the nails in, or it's got the magnets. And- Instead of the Barbie dream house, it's the Barbie dream stable, kind of like right. My Little Pony stable. That would yeah. absolutely, man, great, great answers. Tanner was, in fact, Barbie's dog. So okay. point point yeah. to Karen, point to Karen there. And the, the problematic accessory was, so, you know, it, it came with a dog and other dog-related things. Oh my things. God, is it poop? It was a little magnetic poop scooper that oh. Barbie held. And so she had a little stick, it was magnetic on the end, and it came with little, you know, you were supposed to pick up Tanner's tiny little magnetic doggy <laughs> turd, basically. And parents, uh, apparently, some parents said that the magnets could come loose. Not clear if anybody actually swallowed them, but yeah, that was kind of the concern was, hey, we cannot have these little... So it magnetic... is a, it, it is a buckyballs sort of situation, basically. I mean, and if I was a kid, I would I would put, put one of the little mind. doggy yeah. turds in my mouth. Sure, I mean, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't, I mean you, would you know, yeah, like okay. a little brown tic Don't put magnets kind of, in yeah. your mouth, kids. Yeah, please, seriously, do not That's put magnets so Kids. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for real, for real. All right. <laughs> so uh, we'll give uh, two points to Karen there for oh, a dog and dog you. collar. All right. In 1992, okay. Mattel released Teen Talk Barbie. Oh, Teen no. Talk Barbie. Mm-hmm. This this was actually uh this one you you might have remember you might remember this one. I do. Uh, Teen Talk Barbie rubbed many parents and educators the wrong way. Mm-hmm. For what reason? Why why did Teen Talk Barbie uh get 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 on the wrong side of uh authority figures when you are ready? You emphasize the word rub. Uh don't read too much into okay. it. Chris, Chris seems pretty confident here. Yes. Yeah, this one was in the news. Kind of uh, turned some people off. All right, answers up. When you are ready, okay. Chris says... Chris says, all right, first, uh, top three joke answers to this. Uh, number one, <laughs> um, spelled out all of the ingredients and how to make a Molotov cocktail. Um, <laughs> number two, wished for the reformation of the USSR. Number three... <laughs> I don't know. No, the actual answer is um, when when button was pressed, Barbie said, "Math is tough." What? One hundred percent correct. Yes, Math that's right. Tough. Parents, teachers were were really not happy with this. I mean. For one reason, you don't want to be coming down on math. Uh, but for two, it also kind of played into the stereotype of, you know, Barbie and kind of girls in general, maybe yeah, not being good at I math. I the wrong way. It, yeah, yeah. Mattel actually eventually allowed parents to exchange their Barbies if they were not happy with it for a version that did not have the uh, math is tough phrase. Oh, so they did release her. another version, mm-hmm. not like yep. exchange it for another Barbie. Yeah. Mattel's president at the time, uh, she said, in hindsight, the phrase math class is tough, while correct for many students, both male and female, should not have been included. Mm. Math class is tough. Math class is tough. Yeah. Yes. In 1961, Barbie was gifted a very special accessory by the name of Ken. Uh, yeah, she, she, yeah, yeah. I get the yeah. good one. It's good. Yeah, she, she didn't have a boyfriend for those first couple of years there. Uh, I actually, I learned as an aside here. I didn't know that in the in the Barbie universe. Did you know Barbie and Ken broke up for a few years there? Uh, no. in, in the early 2000s, yeah, uh, really? Barbie and Ken broke up, and 
Barbie was, you know, uh, rumored <laughs> rumor to be uh, kind of caught the eye of a uh, Australian boogie boarder named Blaine in the Barbie universe. A lot of drama. Um, yeah, Ken and Barbie, they did eventually get back together a few years yeah. later. Yeah, of course. I mean, you can't stay you can't stay away from Ken forever. Yeah, well, I mean, she found out that Blaine didn't have genitals either, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I noticed that they didn't have genitals and I would draw them in with the mark. Good for you. Good for you. Fixing what, uh, what Mattel would not. <sighs> All right. So uh, there's a question buried in here somewhere, I promise. Um, so here, here is the question for you guys. All right. The original Ken uh, was redesigned to address a problematic part of his body. <laughs> okay. What part of Ken's body was redesigned oh. after the original release of the doll? And you're not, you're not telling us why. I am not telling you why. You can speculate on why. <sighs> if you look up a photo of the original Ken... Let's just say modern day Ken looks a lot cooler than original flavor Ken. I'm just, I'll just say that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Answers okay. up. Answers up. Karen says they redesigned Ken's hair. Chris says they redesigned Ken's belly button. Oh, that's good. Right. They, they, they had to reveal that he was not a clone. Um, <laughs> Karen, right on the money. It was his hair. It was his hair, apparently. So, and you can see this in some of the uh, the pictures. So, Ken, the original Ken doll, the hair was a separate piece glued <laughs> on top of his head. All right, oh, okay. and uh, it kind of came off a little bit too easy, and and Ken would look a little kind of scruffy there with his uh, hair head uh, mm-hmm. pulled off. But was it was it like Barbie where it's like strands of hair? No, it kind of looked like plastic. It kind of looked more like a like a like a like a Brillo pad, honestly. <laughs> so they redesigned Ken's hair to basically just be it was just molded into his head, and they just painted yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't didn't come off anymore. Yeah. All right, moving right along here to 1975. Now, of course, beyond Barbie and Ken, the the universe started getting bigger and bigger with Barbie's friends and, you know, family members, uh, including Skipper. There have been many versions of Skipper over the years. 1975 saw the debut of Growing Up Skipper, which was rather quickly discontinued because of what controversial feature? Growing up skipper. Not available for very long. F- feature on the doll? Yes. Yes. Okay. What? Yes. Not, what? not like an, a feature with accessory. That's probably mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the doll did something or it was not your ordinary skipper. All right. Answers up when you are ready. Chris <laughs> says boobs inflated, deflated. <laughs> Karen has just written <laughs> boobs. Uh, I'm going to give you had uh, both the point on that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I'll give Chris a, a, a half point here. Maybe this is uh, the first time I'm yeah. writing boobs, like <laughs> not on a calculator. Growing up skipper was advertised as quote, two dolls in one because you could make skipper oh my quote, God. grow from a young girl to a teenager in seconds. And in practice, how this worked was if you rotated her arm, her waist got longer and her boobs got bigger. Yes, I, I am not making this up. Maybe understandably, again, many parents said, no, this is not really appropriate. 
we do not want to see growing up skipper perhaps too many conversations we're not ready to have so yeah growing up skipper uh discontinued uh if you happen to have one on your shelf somewhere probably worth a lot of money this sounds like this is some really good engineering for that time in the toy industry you know it's it's really true. Yeah, you go back and and you read almost any of these like action figure and doll lines like the GI Joes or the Barbies or or you know or you know again I alluded to the He-Man figures later on. They had some really really good construction and good design. Yeah, it was it was serious business. Barbie herself uh, has had many careers over the decades. Uh, you know, all these careers, just so many opportunities for accessories. I mean, she's been everything from an astronaut to a doctor to a chef. In 2010, Barbie became a computer engineer. Mm-hmm. In fact, Mattel released a Barbie book entitled Barbie. I can be a computer engineer. <laughs> um, now, again, keeping with the theme here, Mattel eventually had to discontinue this book. They pulled it from stores after complaints. Why was the book Barbie, I Can Be a Computer Engineer, controversial? What, what caused, again, what rubbed people the wrong way? <laughs> I'm just going to say, sometimes people, companies, you, you fall into the same traps over and over again. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> All right. Answers up. See what we got here. I'm looking I'm looking forward to see what you guys got on this one here. All right. Chris says Barbie was shown mishandling classified documents. <laughs> Karen has written sexist workplace. Oh. I'm going to give Karen the point oh, there. I'm just guessing. I'm going to give Karen the point oh, there. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, actually, so the book was actually available for for a little while here before it surfaced uh, on the internet. Of course, in the book, talking about being a computer engineer, Barbie says, quote, I'm only creating the design ideas. I'll need Stevens and Brian's help to turn it into a real game. Oh, I feel like no. I heard about this, but oh, that's so much worse than I remember. It's, it's almost like they're going out of their way not to learn the lesson here. It's like, <laughs> come on, this is meant to be an empowering toy, or right. at least neutral. You, you didn't, we're, we're not going backward here. 2010. Um, wow. So yeah, I mean, again, like th- they pulled it. There was an ebook version on, uh, you know, Amazon pulled that one. Couldn't buy it anymore. Yeah. Get back to the drawing board. They're trying. They're trying. (laughs) In 2002, retail giant Walmart refused to stock. It didn't even reach the recall (laughs) stage. Walmart said, we will not sell a Barbie set from the Happy Family Collection featuring Barbie's best friend, Midge. Mm-hmm. All right. Who had oh. been in, I guess, some other collections She's earlier. In, yeah. 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 They, she, she had been well established. Uh, why were Walmart and many parents, I might add, upset with this Midge? What did Midge do? What was their problem with Midge and the Happy Family Collection? Oh. It was an idea that Mattel thought was good enough to make mm. and Walmart thought was not good enough to sell. And it was ultimately discontinued, uh, maybe in no small part because Walmart okay. wouldn't sell it. All right, okay. answers up. Karen says pregnant. Chris says 
Midge was great with child. Yes. Uh, yeah, you guys both got the right answer there. Okay. Um, uh, first of all, I want to emphasize Midge was married. Uh, her husband, Alan, was part of the Happy Family Collection. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, in the Happy, it was Mommy and Baby. And Midge was pregnant. Does the baby come out? With a removable baby. Yes. You could pull the baby out of Midge's belly, womb, body. uh, (laughs) And then it was an infant. And in the collection, Barbie was Dr. Barbie. So you could take the infant to Dr. Barbie, you know, for infant checkups. But Uh Walmart and many parents felt that Midge looked too young to be having oh, a baby okay, okay, and okay. they were concerned that it could be taken as a depiction of teen pregnancy yeah. and said, we're not going to stock it. We're not going to dance on that line. I, I see now. I thought it was the tiny plastic uh, placenta that was. Me too. <laughs> I figured little, that little, was going to yeah, be the thing that. Little rubber band edge. umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. See so yeah, a magnets. Umbilical the magnets cord. on the placenta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they would stick to the doggy turds. You don't want that. Right. It's yeah, just yeah. not sanitary. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wind the quiz down here. I got a couple here that are uh, maybe not so much about the accessories themselves, but uh, I'm gonna give you guys a chance to do some closest closest to the mark here kind of questions. All right, 2020 was a presidential election year, and not for the first time, Barbie ran for president. This is gonna be a closest to the mark question here. How many times has oh. Barbie run for president? <laughs> I will say they do theme it with presidential election years. 2020 was not the first time, so at least two. How many times has Barbie run for president? Hmm. All right, Chris and Karen. Karen says three times. Chris says ten times. Barbie has been on the ticket Seven times since 1992. So point to Chris. Very tight game here. Uh, Yeah, so the first time Barbie ran for president was 92. Perhaps uh, stung by her defeat, she sat out the 96 election, uh, (laughs) but came back strong uh, with a renewed sense of purpose in 2000 and has run uh, every four years Yeah, since 2000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Final point on the line. We'll, we'll, we'll frame this last question as kind of a mini version of one of my favorite personal segments from Good Job Brain, uh, Brad Pitt or Lasers. Ooh, the oh, the okay. format of this question is going to be a which came first, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, featuring some bona fide American classics here. And I would say, in my opinion, Barbie's most glamorous accessory. Which came first? Barbie's little pink corvette yeah. or the prince single little red, red corvette, corvette. <laughs> did she have other cars too the, the, there is a rich history of barbie's cars yeah over the years she has had she's had multiple corvettes first of all yeah she's had a ferrari she's had a porsche she's had a mercedes-benz she's had a jeep she's got i mean yeah she's barbie rides in style all right which came first I have little red Corvette trivia, which I can tell you after. <laughs> Chris has written. Oh, oh, here we go. Chris has written Barbie pink Corvette. Karen has written Prince. All right. I love it. We got the showdown. Mm. Prince's little red Corvette released as a single mm-hmm. in 1983, mm-hmm. taken from the album 1999. 
which was released <laughs> in 1982. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the single makes, makes the total year. sense. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Barbie's star vet debuted in 1976 oh, 1976 okay. was Barbie's first Corvette Oh so closer than I thought I thought that the, I thought the Corvette was maybe even earlier but I guess not no. Yeah it was closer than I thought yeah. yeah and and I should say here it was strictly speaking not pink 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 it was purple and pink but you know close enough here they they are generally pink when they when they give them to her all right. Well, we tied it up there. Uh, Chris, right. good job. Pulled it out at the end. You guys know your Barbie. You know your dog turds. You know your Corvettes. <laughs> you know you know your growing up skipper. Um, yes. And perhaps you two can someday go work for Mattel and have a Barbie accessory that is recalled or controversial. <laughs> Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. But what's this I smell? A deep-fried surprise. Not cookies or cocoa, but breasts and thighs. Golden and crunchy. A Kentucky sensation. A Christmas tradition that is delightfully Asian. Talking about meats, I did not grow up with eating goose, ham, beef, whatever. I grew up eating fried chicken for Ooh. Christmas. Okay. And this is a very common thing. Uh, very yes. common in Japan. Yes. The oh, Christmas yeah. tradition in Japan and other countries, but really mostly from Japan, is you eat not only fried chicken, you <laughs> eat KFC right. yeah. for Christmas. Aww. China is the second largest market for KFC, and Japan is number three. Uh, U.S. is obviously number one. So KFC mm. has a really, really strong presence in Asia. And yeah. Christmas isn't a national holiday. It's celebrated in the marketing yeah. sense. Like, right, like right. Pictures of reindeers. Yeah. And, but, like, especially... It's the, the commercial part of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Christmas in Japan is, like, another Valentine's Day, yeah. basically. It's, like, for couples, and you, like, get a Christmas cake, or you, like, go out Aww. on a date and get dinner at Christmas. Only... One percent of the Japanese population is estimated to be Christian, right? right. Okay. So right. they're not really there's no celebra- tradition there. Yeah. yeah, there's no they're not celebrating the religious aspect of it. Yep. So how did this start? The the, the legend is when a group of foreigners or expats or Americans uh, who were in Japan on Christmas Day couldn't find turkey because there's you uh, can't really oh. buy turkey. They decide to eat fried chicken, of course, cool. instead. And then that kind of started becoming a thing. So a lot of foreigners on Christmas Day would get chicken. Mm. And then KFC is like, wait a minute. This is an obvious like opportunity that we should really take advantage of. So the next several years, they really pumped up the marketing. Really make it clear. It's Christmas. Christmas equals Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yep. Yeah. And yep. this was in the 70s. It's mm. not a, It's not like, you know, recently. It's It's been in people's minds for like 40 years uh, that Kentucky Fried Chicken, or sorry, KFC now, Christmas. Yeah, so you know, like a whole generation of people mm-hmm. who grew up knowing nothing but that. Yeah, exactly. The year when they first did the marketing campaign, they actually, it was the bucket of fried chicken and wine. 
Like it was oh, kind yeah? of a package deal. Okay. Oh, so I see why it's for couples. Yeah. How romantic! Yeah, you can get yeah, al- alcohol at a lot of Japanese yeah. fast food places. Chicken yep. and wine, and it sold um, at that time probably about ten dollars, which is kind of pricey. Yeah, and this was in the the mid seventies. Oh, yeah. um, so today, if you go to KFC for the Christmas chicken dinner, now it comes with champagne and Chris mentioned Christmas cake. And it's oh. about 40 bucks. That's <laughs> worth it, probably. Yeah, for yeah. like a family, you know. That's awesome. That's all of your Christmas meal yeah. done. Done. Yeah. You got your booze, you got your yeah. sweets, yeah. you got your chicken. And it's just, it because there are no traditions attached to it, it was like this sort of open, you know, for anybody to rush in there and like make it about them. It, a little bit of corporate history behind KFC in Japan. It was a joint venture between the American KFC and Mitsubishi Corporation. Yes. Ah. All, all like successful, like when, when Japan is so kind of closed off, um, you have to like partner mm. with a Japanese company to like make your product a success. Yep. So at the Osaka World Expo in 1970, they debuted a, uh, store, a test store of K, of, of, sorry, at that time it was still Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Sure, right. Before yeah. the name change. And it was obviously really successful because it was fried chicken. And also, it was American. It seemed really American. Yeah. They have the Colonel, yeah. Kentucky. You yeah. Know, right. Very, very homey. Mm-hmm. Since it was a hit, they decided, yes, let's go in and let's let's open up some stores. So the funny thing is the U.S. counterpart of Kentucky Fried Chicken, they're like, we should do what has been successful in the States is you open up KFC stores in the suburbs. Because mm. then, you know, you know they buy it for it's family. alternative yeah. family right. dinner. Right, right. However, yeah. the, the, big, the big cultural difference between the two cultures at the time is that America is very car automobile centric. Mm-hmm. At yeah. that time, Japan wasn't mm. that into, uh, you know, like not a lot of people would drive out to the suburbs. They'd take the train no. or something. Yeah. And even now. Restaurants wh- and things are clustered around train stations. Yep. And, yeah. and big department stores. You do all of your stuff in, in one trip, mm. kind of. The Japanese counterparts, like, no, we got to hit the bigger city centers. Mm. Um, mm. So what they did was they did open some of the suburban stores and they failed. Uh, yeah. They lost money. Yep, yep. And so they're like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's listen to uh, <laughs> the people who live there. There is no, there is no like, Oh, the family, we're the family. We're going to go out to dinner and go to a family, you know, restaurant. Like there, that tradition of taking the whole family out to dinner is not as much of a thing. KFC now kind of slots into that, like students, they just got out of school, you know, out of high school and they're not going to go home for dinner for a while. So they're going to go to KFC and eat or like, you know, urban young yeah, like, professionals. I'm, uh, you know, I worked really late mm-hmm. and I'm going to stop at KFC before I go home, that kind of thing. And they do have a lot of fun with the icon of Colonel Sanders yes. than we do. It's almost like Hello Kitty in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dress him up. Every, or almost every, everyone that I've ever seen, Japanese Kentucky Fried Chicken has a statue, like this polyrosin kind of statue. Yeah, yeah. Um, life size of Colonel Sanders out in front of the door. Which we don't have in America. And yeah. they would dress him up for different seasons. Little Santa hat. Yeah. Little for... Santa hat. Yep. A little Halloween yep. costume. So... It's a cute character. Whereas here, we're kind of like, oh, it's an old southern yeah. dude. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a mascot. You know what they call him in Japan? Colonel Sanders. They, they, a lot of people call him Kentakun. 
Kentucky. Uh, and then Coon is like San, but for like, you know, little kids or like your pal. Like Kentucky pal. Little, little Kentucky <laughs> pal. Little, but yeah. your little Kentucky pal is an old man. Yeah. But if you asked them, <laughs> like, cute. what is this guy's name? They would either say, I don't know, or, oh, you know, Kentucky. Oh, not Colonel Sanders. They would not necessarily uh, know that. Yeah. You'd have to be um, deep into your KFC yeah. <laughs> uh, otaku lifestyle, uh, <laughs> which to be fair, some people probably are. <laughs> But yeah, so there you go. I mean, that's... Sweet. I want some right now. Yeah. I want them to deliver right to this table. <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas, in a musical trance. People prepare themselves for a name that tune dance. Not the jolly old melodies you usually hear, but sung by a robot who's quite unenthused, I fear. In keeping with the holiday theme, I have invited our old friend Elvis to join us. Yay! The electronic lyrical vocalization interface system, our soulless, sense of musicless robot voice from the 1980s is here. He will be speaking opening lines from songs to you guys. And this is the holiday episode, so this will be the non-traditional end-of-year holiday version of Elvis. All right. Okay. So, which is just my long-winded way of saying these are not all Christmas. Oh, okay. so, yes, I was trying yes. to figure that. I was like, oh, is it like modern Christmas? Yeah. Like, not everyone celebrates Christmas, yeah. so it's... Oh, like, okay. Jingle Rock is not really a carol, but, but it's Christmas Eve. But they're not all Christmas songs. Okay, got right. it. They might be Hanukkah. Or yeah, it's a little mix. And these, yeah. and as I say, I want to emphasize, non-traditional. Non-traditional. Okay. Some of these okay. may be in the running, may be becoming classics. I will play the first line of the song. Uh, these are short. Oh. Get your buzzers ready. You guys buzz in. Tell me, who's the artist for all of these i'll be the artist mm. and if you want to show off and give me extra knowledge about the song you can here we go what 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 holiday what holiday song is this okay. the moon is right the spirit's up we're here tonight and that's enough chris um okay a you're a jerk b this is Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Correct on both counts. Yay! <laughs> okay. Wait, why is he a jerk? Because because this is because now it's stuck in my head for the next twenty four oh, hours. Oh, oh, it's oh, the oh. worst Christmas song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it a bad simply. Song? <laughs> no. That's that song. Da, 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 da. That's not a carol. No, no, that is Paul McCartney. Technically, Paul McCartney and Wings. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I just saw a headline just uh, three days ago. I think. Uh, that the Shins, you guys know the band, the yes. Shins, their version of this song this year uh, dethroned Mariah Carey oh. as the most played Christmas song in retail establishments. Wow. Yeah. It had been, you know, the Mariah Carey, oh, like, all I want for I Christmas. Mean, yeah. That has been sure. raining since, what, like yeah. 1996 or wow. something. So. The, I guess as Americans, we were just ready for something old, old, old and yeah. new. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next track. Who is the artist of this non-traditional holiday song? Last Christmas I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. That's so sad. Uh, everyone together. George, George Ma- Ma- is it George oh, Michael? Wham. Wham! Last Christmas. Some dispute. Who wants? To, who wants to state definitively? Who is it? Wham! It is Wham! Yeah. yeah Last guy, Christmas. Video, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next track. What is this one? And uh, we'll excuse uh, Elvis's pronunciation. Who is this artist? Okay. Put on your yarmulke. Here comes Hanukkah. 
So much fun to celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> uh, I think everyone had that. Uh, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Adam Sandler. The Hanukkah song. The Hanukkah yes, song. yes. The Yarmulka. Yeah. <laughs> you could have tweaked that a little, yeah. but I don't think that's the spirit of it. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're getting a little bit, little bit trickier here, moving up. All right, next one. So this is Christmas, and what have you done? Another year over, and a new one just begun. Chris, Whoa. this is John Lennon. This is Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. This is John. It, is it John Lennon or is it the Plastic Ono band? Or it, it is. It is John and Yoko. Oh, yes. Okay. So okay, okay, yes, okay. John Lennon with Yoko Ono. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that is. Uh, you know? Do you know the the full proper name of the song? Um, is it? Oh yes, yes, it, I do. It's uh, Merry Christmas. Parentheses. War is over. Oh yes, so close. It's, it's oh. Happy Christmas. Oh, happy Christmas. Oh, yes, sorry, yeah. War, yeah. war is over. Yeah, yeah, it is very British. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Happy Christmas. Parentheses. Mm. War is over. All right. Next track. I would say this one is is on its way to becoming a a, a new classic. Oh sure. Hmm. It was December 24th on Hollis Ave after dark, when I seen a man chilling with his dog at the park. Chris. Um, Run DMC. Yes. Christmas in Hollis. Yes. Wow. Featured prominently in the movie Die Hard, an oldie but a goodie. All right. All right. We're testing your knowledge here, guys. Again, I think this one has become maybe a modern classic, but very non-traditional. Who is this original artist? It was Christmas Eve, babe. In the drunk tank, an old man said to me, won't see another one. Little dark, little dark. Little dark. Yeah, Chris. Uh, Technically, that is The Pogues with Kirsty McCall, fairy tale of New York. 100% correct. The Pogues, right. Yeah, who else is going to have a Christmas song that starts off in the drunk tank? And I'll tell you, I actually heard a bit of trivia about Shane McGowan, what he got for Christmas this year, which is a new set of teeth. Oh! Shane has received a full set of permanent dental implants. Wow. And Christmas. looks about 50 years younger. <laughs> yeah. Not for Christmas. It is a, a long, lengthy Needed. process of many, many, oh, many oh, yeah, dentist yeah. appointments. Is that but, the, um, lead singer of the, the lead Pogues? singer of the Pogues, who basically lost all of his teeth due to some hard, hard, hard living oh. for a long time. But he has teeth now. Well, that's a Christmas a miracle. miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Things you can get with money. <laughs> yeah. All right, last one, last yeah. one. Uh, this will either be the most difficult or the easiest. Okay. Uh, this is a three-parter. You're going to tell me. This is from a TV show. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So I need the name of the TV show. Okay. I need the name of the character. And for the third bonus point, Oof. who is voicing this character? Okay. All right. TV show character, voice of the character. TV show character, voice of the character, non-traditional Simpsons. holiday song. Man. There's seven basic principles that go to make up Kwanzaa. So sit your asses down and have some knowledge dropped upon you. Uh, Karen, instantly. Uh, that is from the character Kwanzaa Bot. Correct. Uh, from the show Futurama. Correct. Uh, voiced by Coolio. Correct. Oh. Wow. You could have written there down Kwanzaa Bot. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Kwanzaa Bot. I didn't want to tip my hand and write down Kwanzaa Bot early. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Kwanzaa Bot explaining to the crew <laughs> what, Kwanzaa <laughs> what Kwanzaa is. is. All right. Hey, and that's almost it for our holiday special. And listeners, before we leave, 
Colin, you want to share some updates? Uh, yeah, I, uh, as mentioned on last season of the show, after several years incubation, testing, building, design, production, uh, yeah, my game design partner and I, we have introduced a game called Bare Bones. It's got dice, it's got cards, and we've been having a lot of fun and have really been humbled by the uh, support from our Good Job Brain listener audience. We have sold many, many copies to Good Job Brain listeners. Perhaps yes. you listening right now have bought yourself a copy. And it's been fun to see sort of as a proxy of where our listeners are, where we're sending these copies of the games. I have to say, surprised at the distribution. Uh, that, oh. uh, maybe no Canada? surprise. Uh, we have sold a lot of games to Canada. Wow. Yeah, we really oh, have. We sold a lot of games to Canada. But state-wise, Texas, Texas might be... <gasps> might be number two we've sold a lot in california which okay you know which to be expected perhaps we our home base and a lot of our roots but texas man coming through really wow. uh, we've so we shipped well done texas uh the furthest copy of a game we sent we sent a game to <gasps> stephanie i will uh withhold her last name but stephanie in norway shout out wow. to you the absolute by by distance, furthest copy of Bare Bones that wow. has been sent out into the world. Uh, How many shipping... miles is that? How many kilometers is that? Let's let's quickly look that up. <laughs> oh, it's it's a nice, a uh, pretty round number. It's it's for me. I got four nine six nine miles, five thousand right. miles. Yeah, let's round wow. it up to five thousand miles. Yeah, yeah. I Woo! mean, it cost it cost more in shipping than the base price of the game itself. So <laughs> really. <laughs> if you are in Norway, I cannot say it is a affordable holiday gift, but we appreciate the thought. We're very proud of the game. We call it the dice game that thinks it's a card game. If that sounds fun to you, go check Woo! it out at Bare Bones Game. That's B-A-R-E Bones, barebonesgame.com. Yes. And, uh, not yeah. rar bear. Naked not bear. rar. Right. Exactly. What better way to celebrate togetherness by rolling dice and yelling at people. Sounds, <laughs> sounds fun. Sounds great. And that's our show. Happy holidays, everyone. Be merry. Be safe. Thank you all for joining me. And thank you, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about old-timey family member names and about fermented Greenland shark. Mm-mm. You can find us on all major podcast apps and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. This podcast is part of Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like IGN Movies, Plotting Through the Presidents, and Pulse of the Planet. And we'll catch you next week for our season finale. Bye. Happy brain mess. On the 12th day of Christmas, good job brain gave to me 12 foreign snacks, 11 alliterations, 10 Tim Tam slamming, 9 new mnemonics, 8 waxed mustaches, 7 robots singing. Six quizzes quizzing. Five beavers. Four crazy co-hosts. Three poop jokes. Two acronyms. And then I'm actually...
pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.